This is a joyous time right now. In the events that will come in the day to follow, there will be much sadness. There will be much hardship. But for tonight, this night, there is joy. Because something amazing is happening. This night on Thursday, that Holy Thursday, something incredible is happening. The past, the present, and the future are all coming together in one event. In one event that 30 AD, Jesus was doing something incredible. Tonight we celebrate our Holy Thursday. We celebrate the creation of the Lord's Supper. We celebrate today something that truly is revolutionary, something that truly is special beyond words and beyond any thoughts. Today, the past, present, and future all come colliding in in this one sacred meal. Think back. The time is now 30 A.D. The disciples of Jesus Christ are looking to celebrate a very important but very traditional meal, the Passover meal. It was a meal that the people of Israel would remember quite well. They've been doing it for many centuries at this point, many long centuries. It is now 30 AD, and this was established some 1400 BC. And thus, they will go and do the, what they were commanded to do when they were slaves in Egypt. They would go and they would prepare a lamb and remember that they were once slaves in Egypt and that the God Almighty in power, Yahweh himself, came and destroyed the gods of Egypt, destroyed them so utterly that he came in the many plagues. He came with death and the blood of a lamb over the doorposts of their house would give them complete and utter safety. In this meal, they would remember the covenant that God would make with them, that he would take them out of the land of Egypt, that he would be their God, and they would be his people. In this meal that Jesus would share with his disciples, they would remember that holy covenant. They would remember that time when Israel was led out of the Red Sea into a new land, where they were going to go to God's great land, his promised land. It was a time where the people of Israel would remember the covenant which they broke. The past would come screaming in, reminding the people of the broken covenant of God's law, that they would make themselves idols that they would fashion. They would do what was right in their own eyes and that God would leave them. He would, in fact, desert them, give them over to their evil vices, give them over to the lands and the people surrounding them. He would have mercy, send judges and prophets and even establish kings. But they all would fall away. Israel would fall away and be led into exile. The prophet Jeremiah 
comments on this. The prophet who would see all of Israel go off into the exile to Babylon. Who would see Judah be destroyed and led in exile as well. And yet, as he said, the Lord will make a new covenant one day. He will establish a new rule where all people would know God. Where all would know Him for they will have His law written on their hearts. No longer will a brother go to another brother and say, do you know God? For all will know God. All will know that He is their Savior. The past comes screaming in to this night, 30 A.D., where the disciples and Jesus sit in the upper room. And as has been happened for centuries and centuries, the question is on their lips. When will he do something new? When will God come and make a new covenant? When will he come and do something to help us? When will he come and establish this new thing? The answer is tonight. For the past meets the present in this very hour. Where Jesus, knowing what will happen, knowing that he will go before his disciples and all the world in the coming hours, he will go before the world and be the sacrificial lamb once and for all. He will go forward and conquer sin and death and yes, be risen to new life. But tonight, before all of that, he is present with his disciples. He is present with them, earnestly desiring to share a meal with them. And he gives them the new way. He gives them the new covenant. There was something truly special that night when the past met the present and Jesus gave them something incredible. He gathered them together and he said that I will do what I will do with you now for I will not do it again until I come into my kingdom. What I do here is now something completely different but is wholly drenched in the past. Something that is not divorced from what you know but given to what you do believe. And so he takes his, the bread of the Passover and he says, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you for the forgiveness of sins. And he takes the cup after supper, gives it to his disciples and says, take and drink. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. This is the blood of the new covenant. The past cries out and Jesus answers. The way before would they be waiting. Is God ever going to listen? Will God ever be with us? Will God restore his people? Will God forgive their sins? And in this one act in the present 30 A.D., in the present that will happen here shortly, Jesus says, I remember. 
I forgive. I make something new. I give my body for you. I give my blood for you. That you who eat this body and drink this blood will be forgiven of all of your sins. No longer just a simple covering up so that death may pass over, but a true forgiveness of sins that revitalizes, that makes strong, that heals, and that brings you to new life. In this one moment, Jesus gives us life in the present. But he says two other things. He says remembrance and until. Two words that speak of the future glory that is to come. He says do this in remembrance of me. Notice that there's a difference. He did not say to his disciples, recall as you do this, but remember. There's something about the word remember. If you recall something, you merely think it is a passing fact. You recall something and it's in your head. But to remember something, to remembrance in something, is to know it in your head and know it in your heart. To believe it. To truly believe what will happen. And it is in the future. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this knowing me. Do this that you will know me for the rest of your lives. Do this so that you will know that there is true forgiveness until your dying day. Do this in remembrance of me that it may come until I come into my Father's kingdom. There are many names by which the Lord's Supper is known. Confirmands and confirmation kids, right? Students actually right now learned a couple of them just yesterday. Holy Communion, Lord's Supper, Eucharist. There is one that we often forget. The foretaste of the feast to come. For Christ will celebrate this meal with us again. He will do it one day with all of us in the new heavens and the new earth where there, as the prophet Isaiah will say, he will establish his mountain forever. And on that mountain there will be a great table of rich food and good wine, of food rich in the fat of marrow and of good wine overflowing and overflowing. It is this that is to be the foretaste, the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom which will have no end. And in this, the present, the past, and the future all collide into one sacred meal. The time will come. In fact, it is coming. When our Lord will perish, He will die. He will rise. But tonight, this night, the past, the present, and the future come to the altar. We're all people. Those who are here with us today, standing side by side. Those who are with us in far off corners of our world. Those 
who are long past, who are gone, and now celebrate in the kingdom of God. Tonight, we all will come to the altar of our Lord. We all will receive his forgiveness. Come to the altar of our Lord. Amen.